welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. I am the most charismatic man. I hope everybody's having a great day, great week. Uh, you know, I have a couple of things I want to share before I bring on my 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 guests. But uh, you know, like I said, uh, first thing, I hope everybody's having a great week and a great day. Besides Tom Cruise, and I say that because you know, ten years ago when we was in high school, uh, me and my uh, next guest, uh, who I'm going to bring on. We was in high school together. And I remember one day after school, I went to the AMC theaters in uh, 60 something street, Manhattan. And I saw Tom Cruise, short guy, great guy, but he was pretty short. I was taller than him at this time. And I remember, you know, talking to him, he was on the street. I think it was doing like this little event. And he told me that he would give me a role in mission impossible. Now, Tom Cruise, if you're listening, cause I'm sure you are, uh, you know, buddy, it's been 10 years. Uh, I see that record in part one is coming out. When, when am I getting my due? Uh, my manager will be reaching out to you. Uh, so if anybody part of Tom Cruise team hears this, the most charismatic man is looking for him. Uh, I'm just playing. Uh, I, I do have though. Um, my podcast, uh, which uh, is now on the website IMDb, which is the international movie database. Um, and I just ask anybody who's a fan of this podcast, or even if you hate me, um, you know, go over there, check it out, leave a review, because it's important for not only the podcast, but for me, and also for everybody, too, that, you know, we show the world what they're missing. Anybody who's not listen, listening, they're missing an experience. They listen, they're missing a, a family, a team of people who enjoy this podcast, and, you know, I just want to share it with the rest of the world. Now, that was a mouthful. Like I said, I have a guest coming on who and I'm sure she's been waiting to come on. Like, you know, I normally charge people $5,000 to come on the platform, you know, <laughs> inflation. But I made an exception for this one. Um, you know, she's an awesome human being. Like I said, we went to high school together. It's been a while since I've seen her. Uh, but, you know, she she has her own YouTube channel, Healing with Becca. That's why um, her name is Rebecca. But you know how you see that's clever. She got Becca instead of I see what you did there. Um, and like I said, mental health is a big thing for her. Um, we're gonna talk about a lot of things, and it's great to one have uh, another woman on this podcast, but because for a while I only had men, so you know it's nice to break up that sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome, Rebecca. Welcome, Rebecca, to the podcast. How you doing, Rebecca? Hello, friend. How are you? I am blessed. I am productive. I am busy. I am growing and I am healing. That's how that's, I'm doing. How you doing? And that, that that's, I would say I'm healing, but uh, with inflation, I'm I'm far <laughs> from it. <laughs> I'm living American broke dream right now. <laughs> right now a bunch of people are and let me just say i'm gonna give you your motherfucking roses my guy because black man this is great representation this is i love this for you and you worked so hard to get here and i'm not proud of you because i didn't do anything to help you get here but i take pride in being a part of your process so thank you for having me and let's talk about it what we talking about I appreciate. It. You know, you know what? I, I think she's giving me that compliment because I waved that five thousand. No, I'm kidding. I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. It's definitely a journey that you know. The other day, I was thinking, 
I, th- I was just I was walking uh, in the city and I was thinking about that. Like I came a long way and it's been a journey that I would have never envisioned. I never thought this podcast would be a thing. I never thought that I'd be doing this or it has became as popular as it has. So, you know, I take great pride in that and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you still owe me. So don't, no, I'm okay. <laughs> um, let's get into it though. Like I said, you know, I, I like having females, uh, uh, women, let me clarify myself, women, because, you know, there's certain topics uh, that it's always nice to get the other, uh, you know, genders, respects okay. and opinions yeah. on it. Um, but before that, like I said, you you have your own YouTube channel, uh, Healing with Becca. So what is that about? And, and how did you get into mental health? Okay, so... Um, my channel Healing with Becca is about bringing awareness to the black community. Like it's okay to say that you need help. Like the fact of the matter is, is black people have a hard time asking for help. Even people of color, Hispanics, period, point blank, across the board, people of color have a hard time asking for help because in our mind, we don't have these issues. We're stronger than these issues. But the fact of the matter is, is so the first series that I have up now that I'm promoting right now is called the five stages of grieving and everybody grieves. So I started there, you know, everybody grieves and everybody grieves differently. So for me, it was COVID. It was life. You feel me? Like, I mean, like life, it was (laughs) really heavy stuff going on. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not where I was, but I'm having a hard time receiving where I am. So I had to take a step back and realize, Rebecca, you're grieving a lot of stuff and you haven't given yourself the opportunity to acknowledge that. I always used to say, oh my goodness, I used to say all the time, I can grieve about it later. Right now I got to work. And it's 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 a mindset that was embedded in me. It wasn't mm-hmm. even anything that I thought about. I was just like, if I take the time to grieve, I'm going to just stop. So I had to look into becoming self-aware living in my conscious mind and not my subconscious mind. And these are up and coming episodes that'll be on my YouTube channel. So if you into the getting to understand yourself so you can receive others for who they are, start with the griefing process. And I got that out the way and life has hiccups and bless it for me, I was able to do a couple of things. I was able to go on ahead and uh, get a completion program um, certificate from NYU for their music industries essentials program. Um, as of right now, I'm working back and forth with um, school and <laughs> I'm in the associates program right now for Musicians Institute. So I'm, I'm kind of feeling myself, you know, kind of feeling myself. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't have been able to receive any of what I like to call blessings, you know, had I not been in a place of understanding myself. So that's really that's really what my channel is about and i've been dealing with mental health my whole life like i don't like we were kids you feel me in high school we were kids so you're not paying attention to like the people that be off the wazoo the moods that be up and down like you don't you don't pay attention to that you're just like we kids we crazy like this is what we're supposed to do Right. Some days I was with the shits. Other days I was with the shits. Other days I was not with the shits. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I don't want to be bothered with anybody. Right. And I didn't understand. So 
So 14, I was diagnosed with anxiety. The age of eight, I was diagnosed with depression. So it's just like, I came to my mother and I was like, mom, in the, in the, the sixth grade, I came to her and told her straight up, I want to kill myself. I need to make an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to sit down and talk to somebody, girl, because right. clearly someone isn't listening. Right. So that was the purpose of my platform. So I, you know, you're going to be on there next. <laughs> I, I like to create a safe space and a place for a conversation for the uncomfortable things that people don't want to talk about. Because everything that's uncomfortable is in conflict. So, yeah, that's yeah. my spiel. <laughs> wow. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things, over like the last year, I would say, a lot of the episodes I've done, we touched on mental health in some aspect because it wasn't something I was aware of. Like you said, when you're in high school, even, you know, a couple years, even that in college, you don't think about mental health. You never think about that. Uh, but you know, as I interview people, especially older people, you know, talking about the experience, whether it was military, uh, suffering traumatic, uh, you know, life circumstances, mental health is a big thing. And lately I've been talking a lot with certain people, um, because it's something that, like you said, it's a mentality that you're taught and ingrained. It's like, you know, with religion and certain things, you're Mm -hmm. ingrained to certain cultures and certain aspects. Um, you know, like, like I said, one of the guys uh, I just had on, he was in the military, and we was talking about that too, where, uh, you know, the military for so long used methods to, uh, to to break people down and train them to be soldiers. But we've seen a lot of soldiers coming back home uh, broken, mentally, uh, mental health damaged. Uh, a lot of them uh, have a lot of mental health issues um, that don't get resolved and cleared up. But now we're seeing a, a, a shift. We're seeing a paradigm mm-hmm. now where the military is taking more of a, a respectful approach. Um, mm-hmm. You know, more people are starting to talk about mental health and how important it is. So let me ask you, do, do you think that our generation is the catalyst of change for why mental health is becoming more recognizable and talked about and discussed? Oh, yeah, because we are very outspoken. We talk too much. That's our problem. I agree. We talk too much and we don't listen to nobody. Can't nobody tell us nothing. So it's like when growing up, because I know for me, being adopted, hey friend, being adopted, Same. my okay, my mom, she's she she's older. She's like, bless her. She's older. So I grew up. old school so respect is a first like it's 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 the first thing that you receive from me and then after that you know i'll pick up on your traits and i'm like oh mm." Mm." (laughs) so um but after a while it's just like okay we're told what to do up to a certain point and it's like we went to school with so many different types of people so many different generations of parents and it's like we're like 15 somebody mama 32 and it's like okay but my mother was like so i'm like huh y'all don't get that so coming from that and 
not being spoken and always being told to stay in a child's place. And that may not have been everyone's experience, being told to stay in a child's place, speak when spoken to, you know, being programmed. Right. Just like what the military does or what they used to do, they would deprogram to reprogram you. But they never taught you how to cope with the traumas that come with the tasks behind being programmed a certain way. Right. So now, growing up, I remember vividly so many people committing suicide, so many people making jokes, telling people to kill themselves. And it's just like, it's horrid. So now, <laughs> y'all done fucked up with this social media. <laughs> we are the goats. We are the goats. And Y'all have given us a platform. We've taken these platforms and we're like, y'all tried to shut us down when we were kids. Y'all tried to tell us what to do when we were, and we're not respected now. So who are we going to talk to? Let's talk to the world. Somebody is going to click it. Somebody's going to listen. Somebody going to hear me. Somebody going to press play. Right. Ooh. So without a doubt, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt, hats off to us. Absolutely. Oh, that was wonderfully said. I, you know, I, I, I think our generation really is coming up and showing that mental health is a big thing. And I really think it's due to the fact education, right? Because I think for, for the longest, a lot of people are, you know, treatment, you know, let me clarify this. I've never, you know, been depressed. I've never had anxiety. I don't know what it's like to be, have those type of issues, right? But working up and close uh, for four years when I was in college, working up and close with people, uh, you know, schizophrenia, mental health, uh, recovering addicts and people from low income to, you know, barely surviving, um, yeah. you know, meeting these people and learning about what they were going through. Um, it really helped me help shape me to be who I am today, because I feel like if I didn't go with that experience, I would think mental health is an excuse. Oh, another school shooter. Oh, that mental health is just nonsense. He's just making that up. And I, I'm not saying I could do what they have done, but mental health is a big thing. And I think now we're starting to see it, whether it's in a workplace, how many people, you know, working five days a week, two days off, you know, one day is used to clean the house and grocery shopping. And another day you want to relax, you know, but you have mm -hmm. other stuff. So you don't really get a chance to cool down and, you know, refocus, energize yourself. There's so much happening now that's being talked about and reworked and revisioned because we realize mental health is a big thing. A lot suicide just through the roof. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, the amount of school shootings happening through the roof. Uh, it, it, the amount of murders and stuff happening on the street going through the roof, and it's all mental health. Um, let me ask you though, um, because even though it is being talked about, it's still taboo. You know, if you call out from work. They're going to tell you mental health day. <laughs> You're going to bring yourself to work. Um, do you feel like this is just a process? Even though we are starting the conversation, it won't be universally respected and recognized for another couple decades or maybe another generation or so forth? Most definitely. And I say this all the time. I will say to everybody that came before us, thank y'all. Because we can choose 
to not go into work. We can choose to work for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can choose to talk about what we're experiencing. We can make that choice. My mother's generation was not able to make that choice. My mother's biological kids, they weren't able to make that choice. So now we're in a position to where, I mean, maybe I'm 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 a little boastful, but I feel like we're setting the blueprint for mental health to be respected and not dismissed because it's dismissed. That's all I heard you say was that it's, it's acknowledged, but not respected. And once people realize like, Oh, this is really a thing. It's dismissed and viewed as an excuse, Mm -hmm. but we have the luxury of, I, I got a therapy appointment today. And if you can't respect that, I can find someone else to work that will. So now I'm not gonna get emotional, but it's really heavy. It's 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 heavy for for the colored community. It's heavy and it's a lot, it's a lot. It's acknowledged in the Caucasian community. You feel me? They'll put you on medications in a heartbeat. When I was in college. I remember going through some really traumatic shit and I'm like at the health center and I'm doing my talk therapy. And the first thing they did was give me a bottle of motherfucking pills. Yeah. No goddamn medication. (laughs) Exactly. It's missing it. It was just dismissed. Take this. You'll be fine. You'll be able to go to class. You'll be able to focus. I don't want no ADHD medication, my girl. Yeah. I don't want that. I want to understand. But also in college, I was studying psychology. So my understanding was a little deeper. <laughs> like <laughs> my mine my, my was a little deeper. And I've kind of always been like very spoken out, as you know, outspoken. Yeah. Because I'm a speak out. And I've always like never kind of held my tongue, but I don't know. <laughs> it's not anything I can control, you know? Exactly. So, <laughs> At this point, it's it's a beautiful thing watching people be able to call out childhood traumas. It's a beautiful thing watching people be able to call out narcissistic traumas and all of these different experiences that can build and create characteristics that are assisted by mental health concerns and issues. But then on the other side, on the flip side of that, it's like, oh, they're doing this for attention, exploitation. And I don't know necessarily what it's going to take, but what I will say is don't stop having a conversation. Don't stop talking about it. Don't stop speaking out. Don't. Because that's the only way that this is going to be respected. So to everybody that came before us that said they didn't have the opportunity to acknowledge that something was wrong because something being wrong was normal. Thank you. Like, I'll be the first to say thank you to my mama, you know, because she went through things so that I would be able to sit here and have this conversation with you. Boy, it's Friday, one o'clock in the afternoon. Mom, I'm not at work. <laughs> or drinking, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah, I, I really believe that as long as we keep building awareness, it's 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 like anything else. I remember in high school we did a performance for goddamn the Parkinsons. Right. And now there's so much Parkinson's awareness. 
we were in high school 10 years ago, my kid. 10 years later. So like you said, in the decades to come, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. I'm excited for somebody to pull up one of your little clips and be like, yeah. So they was talking about this. Right. Uh-huh. You know? So damn, you asked some good questions. I like that. You know, I it's because I, you know, I gotta get the people what they want. And two, I for me, I feel like when you talk about stuff like this, like I said, because I've touched on mental health in certain aspects, right? But you have to ask questions that aren't repetitive. And, you know, one of the reasons why for me it's such important for me to talk about it is because, and it goes back to what you said, respected. Because many people who's in my shoes, if you will, who's never had anxiety, uh, a panic attack, some type of mental health issue, or mental, uh, just mental health is is not where it needs to be. A lot of people, like I said, don't treat it with respect. It's like a, another excuse to call a law for. They just want to stay at home and do nothing. It's just an excuse. But like I said, I think because I got to meet people, uh, talk to people who experienced this, even though I can't personally relate to all the stuff they've been through, I understand and I can recognize, hey, some people need to you know speak out, which is why, you know, for instance, Tyrese, right? The the actor, everybody always makes fun of him. But after, you know, taking psychology in, in college and learning about it, hey, that's a man who's asking for help. And people in society is treated as a joke. People are laughing uh -huh. at his pain. But look at Twitch, you know, the, um, the guy from Ellen DeGeneres, famous dancer. He looked like life couldn't get any better for him. Always happy and dancing. And then he took his own life a couple months ago. It goes to show to you when people need help, we shouldn't joke about it. We shouldn't make it a meme. And this leads me to my next question for you before we get to the to the big one. Social media. Okay. Can I say this real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that being said, because it is dismissed so often, even if you're afraid, keep talking about it. I agree. Even if you're afraid, keep asking for help. Even if you feel embarrassed, keep talking about it. Keep asking for help. Keep growing. Keep allowing yourself to heal. Like, and I'm going to say it again. Even if you're afraid, keep talking about it. If you're embarrassed, keep talking about it. Keep asking for help. Because that is the only way that it will not go unresolved. That's the only way it won't die out. We have to keep we have to keep acknowledging it. So what you said, that's that's really it right there. Like, because honestly, I can sit here and talk about my experiences and have other people that experience what I experience on my channel all day. But it's the people that don't experience it, but get to understand it and talk to other people that don't experience it. It's like allies. Like you my ally, friend. Right. <laughs> we out, need right? those. Like we need those. We really right. need somebody to say, I don't experience it, but I know it's real. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's something that and you know, let me mention this too before I actually ask you this question. That's why this podcast for me has always been about authenticity and talking to everybody. Because I don't want to be one of those podcasts where they only want to interview the biggest guests, the biggest names, uh, the people that's going to bring, you know, the numbers, right? Because at the end of the day, there are people. I remember this one girl I had like a year year ago. Her episode, when she when I approached her about it, 
She's like, oh, nobody will never want to hear my story. Nobody never will. She came on and it became probably my top five most listened, most listened to episodes. And when she got to hear, you know, the feedback, her family, her friends listened to the episode and say, oh, wow, I didn't believe you felt that way. This is incredible and powerful. It changed how she felt, you know, mentally. You know, she it, it, she came stronger. She didn't feel like, you know, she always, I think for her and for a lot of people don't get the platform or just have someone they can talk to. Um, and that's why for me, it's important to keep it simple and talk to everybody. Because like I said, I don't want to be one of those people who shun other people just because eh, you're not going to bring me the numbers I want. I'm going to leave you over there. Right. No, this stuff, you need to talk to everybody because everybody. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. Which, which leads me to my next question for you. Social media, right? I've talked mm-hmm. about it up and down. I'm, 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 you know, I use social media. I, I can't help it, but I have a balance. You know what I'm saying? I had a balance. Like when we was in high school, I didn't really, besides Facebook, I didn't really have social media. I, w- I wasn't really on there, but I'm seeing a trend now. And I've, you know, a couple episodes I touched on this where our generation and younger have used it for very good stuff, you know, promote mental health, promote and positivity, you know, trying to pro- promote, you know, healthy lifestyles and whatever the case may be. But on the flip side, there's many other people who are using it uh, in a negative way uh, for Troll. views, for click, trolling. Um, and yeah. it, it, it seems like there's no balance in social media. Um, do you think social media is ruining or has helped mental health? Or do you think it's like 50-50? Social media is a double-edged sword. It's mm. a double-edged sword. And I'm, I'm trying to say this uh, it's politically correct as possible. Um, it's a double-edged sword. So <sighs> let's talk about the glow up, right? When in high school, you got like 200 friends on Facebook. You get right. to college, you get bad, you got to glow up, you blow up. Right. The people that was in high school, they was lit. They was that. And they 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 lit on social media. Now they got about maybe three, four, two hundred followers. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword and it's constantly changing. And because it's technology-based and not emotion-based, you have to be able to think for yourself when it comes to social media. So I feel like social media is promoting authenticity. However, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. And that's what I have to tell myself. So because I know it's not real, I can't get insulted if certain people aren't receptive or educated to my content. Right. Because what you post may not be your real life. And what people speak on may not be what they actually believe. Agreed. It's fluff. So it's like, it's like, I feel like it's like, I feel like social media is like a whole nother industry. You feel me? Like you have film, you have music, you have television, then you got social media. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it's a completely different industry. And it's like, huh, you just busting my head. Because <laughs> I ain't never thought of it like that. Like, but the fact of the matter is, is that it, it is a double-edged sword. Yeah. And 
you have to know how to use it. Like, this going to sound a little out there, but I was watching The Bright Little Judy, right? Uh -huh. And she was, Judy was saying pretty much, like, you have to evolve with the times. Like, you have to keep up with the trends. One month is, like, a 60-second video is go-to. The next month, 15 seconds may be what it is. That may be at the top of the, the algorithm. So it's like, you really have to pay attention. And because people just see social media for, for what it presents and not for what it actually is, you got to play by the rules right. if you want to be successful in that industry. So... <laughs> It is an industry. And is you know what's funny? That like uh this would have probably been two months ago, a month and a half. Me and Odie, uh, we were sending such a part, we was talking about the end entertainment and all that stuff. And we was talking about Instagram. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how like he wished he would have capitalized on it, you know, uh, you know, using his followers to build the brand and the business, which I mean, he still has that. So he's going to try to get into it, but he wished he would have right. gotten into it sooner. But he also said, you know, I needed to take a break from it because it, you get, even for me, there, I had this week's like this week, I think I've been on social media for maybe two hours tops throughout the week. And so other weeks I'm on it five, 10 hours. And for me, it's that break. Like Jude, he always takes a break from Instagram. Okay. Uh, I'll talk no to him brother. all the time. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And like he'll 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 he he'll he'll literally uh we'll be in the middle of sending stuff to each other. Uh, not not that type of thing. Get that dirty stuff out of your head. <laughs> uh, but he'll he'll turn on. He'll go to private mode, and he he'll log off for like a week. You know, he'll come back and say, "Yeah, man, I just need to take a break." I I get that, and I think what you said. I think it is a double day, a double edged sword, but it needs to be a balance. A lot of people don't have that balance. A lot of people conflate with, uh, you know, conflate social media with reality. How many people judge their relationships based off another couple on Instagram? How many how many people compare themselves? You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. and, and, uh -huh. and 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 it doesn't help when you have celebrities. With much bigger platforms, you know, my my podcast it could be as popular as it could be. But if Drake came out and said, uh, you know, something, people will listen to that. And which I, you know, what I'm saying. And I think when you have people like you know Steve Harvey giving out advice that's kind of outdated, so many people are looking at that as gospel, right? And that's mm -hmm. no shade to Steve Harvey, but his his advice is a little outdated. It's 2023, man. This ain't the 1990s. But okay. I think social media needs to be, people need to have a healthy balance, but a lot of people don't. You know, I worked at a summer camp like a couple summers ago and all the kids were under 13 years old. They all had TikTok. They all had Instagram. They all had Facebook. But when it came time to read, they couldn't read. It, it, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. But that's the society we're going into. Yeah, at this point, if they got homework, put it on a Facebook post. <laughs> put it in Instagram reel. Because at this point, yeah. yeah. And the only way to get that balance, what I said before, you got to talk about it. You got to make it a thing, like a movement. It has to be a movement. Like this mental health thing is a movement. It has to be a movement. You got to start shaking some tables, making some noise. Like, because I'm going to be honest, social media is not healthy at all, especially right. overindulging. And then it becomes like an obsessive thing. It's just, 
too much for your girl sometimes. So what I did was I created a page and it's my escape. And it is called Anxious Discussions on Facebook. So whenever I feel like it's giving a fluff and a fugazi, <laughs> I go on my page and I read the affirmations that I'm posting throughout the day. Because that is the one thing that keeps me closest to my most authentic self. The social media thing is it's crazy, especially with like trying to make it in certain rooms with certain people to become a part of certain tax brackets. Yeah. It is it's a huge play. It's a huge play. Which is why I love the fact that you said you're not worried about who can bring numbers. Like you just want to have a conversation. You just want to have a real conversation. And right. I love that for whatever whoever whomever the guest was that you did have that felt like her story wasn't going to be heard. Like nobody wants to listen to that because the fact of the matter is is that you can have somebody that has numbers and still not get those numbers rolling in once it airs. But you present that authenticity, you present that good conversation, that it is smooth, it rolls, it goes. And people are like, oh, okay. So we are back. Uh, you know, shout out to Zoom for uh, ruining the floor of things. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Hydro Flask. They keep me hydrated during my workouts, the podcast amazing uh company they always give me love they always show me love on instagram too so check them out if you're in need for a new water bottle or any type of thing like that now with that being said let's move on to the next su subject something we both feel is very important to us uh which is the supreme court's ruling on affirmative action so i have spoke about it briefly um on the podcast before but having a black woman on here I feel like I it, it would be stupid of me not to ask you. So <laughs> the Supreme Court recently made the ruling about affirmative action and they basically wiped it out, meaning that any chance that minorities, black people get um, to go to college, um, you know, because of, you know, racist stuff like that, they don't want it a part of the application anymore. Race is not going to be a factor when it comes to colleges. And many people, some people look at it and say, hey, uh, great, uh, race, we need to stop worrying about race. Uh, but then there's other people who say, no, this is important because we have to look at statistically and historically why so many people of color aren't able to get to these colleges. So let me ask you, you know, hearing about this and, and you know, doing your own research on it. How do you feel about affirmative action and the Supreme Court's ruling to just get rid of it? I feel like, um, in my opinion, it looks like we're going backwards. And I say that because affirmative action was put into place due to discrimination against people of color. Exactly. So you had your token students, your token actors, you know, tootie. You know, you like you had... You had certain things set into place that allotted representation for people of color. Now you're saying it's all based off of your grades, your SAT score, your essays, your recommendations. I, coming from high school, had not one recommendation 
but my guidance counselor. Okay? <laughs> I was EOP. So you take away these extra opportunities that are put into place because I grew up sheltered. I wasn't put in positions to be able to mingle with other artists, mingle with other kids. I was at school. I was at home. I was at church. I was at work. That's all I was doing. I grew up very sheltered and it was just like, I wasn't, I wasn't able to just call someone and be like, Hey, can I get a letter of recommendation for college? That wasn't possible. So I was an EOP student as soon as we go EOP class of 2014. Okay. So you take that away. It's like, damn, had I been inserted into college at this point, I wouldn't have had that opportunity and I damn sure couldn't afford it. Huh? Yep. So I feel like it's going backwards. In my opinion, it's looking like a setup mm -hmm. to do what's already been done. So let's remove it. Let's wipe it away. Let's have everyone forget about it and make it seem like it's for their greater good. And then, like you said earlier, based off of a name, they're going to know you're Hispanic, you're Black, my, my, like, I, crazy they're gonna yeah. they're gonna know and i'm sure the name saquon <laughs> with a gpa of a 3.9 they're gonna be like uh, we'll move him to the maybe pile right but we'll keep him at the top of the maybe pile going against a little baby michael or uh, uh or zach Let's go with that. Augustin. Augusta. Okay. Let's go. I like that one. Let's go, Augusta. I love it. Augusta. Like, I'm probably like 2.7. But everybody loves him at the school. He's the head of the football team. He's maintained that above 2.5 GPA to stay on the team. All right, cool. Ship out his admissions letter. It's a little scary. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for my little black nephew. I'm afraid. I'm afraid for my future kids. <laughs> it's a little scary. So yeah. I, I don't, blame I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. It, you know, I think a lot of people are looking at this in a selfish way. Like, hey, I went. I already did my time. I don't really care what's going on. And I think that's a that's a bad thing to go about it. Just because you graduated, you know, college thirty years ago, don't mean you shouldn't care about what other people aren't going through because you're going to have kids that go into college. You're going to have uh, grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren. Uh, this is stuff that's going to impact them. And I think a lot of people look at it as this not affecting me, so why should I care? But you should because at the end of the day, what if you want to go back to school or okay. you know, you have family or you know whatever the case may be? And it, it, it's it's one of those things where I understand why some people might feel, let's stop talking about race, because every time I turn around, race is being thrown into everything. I get that point. But when it comes to college, it is a big thing because many schools, especially when we're talking about the top of the top schools, a lot of them have uh, generational uh, wealth, meaning you know, the, the, they're, you know, some of the students' parents went there. They donate a lot of money, so they don't really have to go through the 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 academic process because they're already grandfathered in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's much more things we need to worry about besides this because this was actually something to help other people 
get into this, uh, get into college. You know, I look at it in the entertainment industry. A lot of um, companies, ABC, Disney, NBC, they have diversity programs so people of color can come in, learn the business and get their foot in the door. Because without that, Historically, we all know what the entertainment industry has been like, and as someone who's been in it, not obviously, I haven't been in it when it was at its peak. I came in kind of when the diversity started happening, <laughs> win win. But twenty years ago, twenty years ago, you know, you it, it was hard. So I think people are looking at it selfishly, and also, you know what? I, let's talk about it too because it involves the Supreme Court too. Student loans, right? We went to college. I was in H-E-O-P, using EOP. Mm-hmm. We, you know, a lot of people had to take out student loans, whether you got a scholarship or not, many people took out student loans. Now, Joe Biden, you know, did his whole spiel about the student loan forgiveness. Supreme Court just stroke, uh, striked it down. How do you feel about that? Because, like, you know, some people say, hey, you took out the loans, you pay it back. Some people say, hey, I didn't realize I was going to be paying all this money uh, I wasn't taught the import of you know what this loan was, and that I was uh-huh. gonna have to pay it back. How do you feel about student loan f- forgiveness? I feel like <laughs> I need a six figure job right now. Thanksgiving, <laughs> they're gonna be popping up under the grass in front of my house. Hello, <laughs> ma'am. We've been trying to contact you about your paybacks for your loan. <laughs> Who's really banking on that loan forgiveness? That's how yeah. I feel. I was really banking on that. And it's like, you got teachers that's still paying off student loans. You have retired teachers that's still paying Sally Mae back. Like, I feel like it would have done a lot of good for the people. But the pandemic fucked some shit up. Yep. And they trying to find a way to get their money back. And unfortunately, it is at the cost of the people who chose higher education. Yeah. It, you know, I to be honest with you, I've been on like the middle. Because on one hand, I'm I'm fortunate to be lucky enough not to graduate with too much student debt. Yeah. So, so I still got some, but I'm also not going to be worried about paying it for the rest of my life that right. I know a lot of other people will be. But at the same time, I also see, you know, one of the reasons why I'm like in the middle is because a lot of people are choosing to go to these Ivy League schools for a theater degree, right? Which I'm not knocking. I went, I went to school for theater, but I looked at it objectively. You know, any school I applied to, I usually, if I didn't get a scholarship, I was going to UCLA was a, my number one choice. I didn't, I didn't get the mm-hmm. scholarship, so I didn't go. Um, but a lot of people choose to go to the, you know NYU, all of these fancy schools for, and just not knocking anybody. But why are you going to NYU for uh, a theology degree to work at a library? I mean, you're taking all this money, um, you know. <laughs> For a degree that is not going to, if you're in business, finance, uh, the the you know what is a STEM? If you're not in STEM, uh-huh, and you're taking uh-huh. hundreds and uh, thousands of dollars of student loans, you really need to reevaluate the your priorities. But at the same time, which I said earlier, a lot of people aren't educated. I didn't realize I was taking out loans until you know uh, 
uh, what was it? It was like uh, April 2018 when they sat us down and said, hey, um, so this is your your entry, uh, your leaving away for college, uh, leaving college. Here's your uh, what, what, what do you call it? Um, uh, it's like a class, your, your class for when you're about to leave, the things you need to know. And they uh, yeah, and they go over your resume and student loans and how much on each student loan is presented for you to. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I didn't even realize it was a loan until I read that. I said, "What? I gotta pay this back." <laughs> you got free money. <laughs> I'm like, I thought I was on a scholarship. I thought he was paying it all. <laughs> it's crap. But that's the thing. I also agree with a lot of people are signing this. You know, 17, 18 years old. You're not really thinking, you know, mm -hmm. I'm taking out $300,000 right now. A lot of people don't think like that. And uh, it, it it's a double-edged sword because I do feel for people in that situation. But then there's also other people who went to college, drank and smoked their way through it, not, you know, not put enough effort. And now because life isn't turned out the way they want, they want all these student loans forgiven because, you know, it didn't turn out the way they wanted. So it's like, on one hand, it's like, yes, I do. I, ultimately, I still want it to happen. I still want it to happen. Because yeah. just because those people, you know, did what they did, don't mean everybody else has to suffer. Mm -hmm. I, to be honest with you, I thought it was too good to be true. I didn't think it was going to happen. I felt like anything that's too good to be true usually turns out not, it usually turns out to be exactly that. And I don't, I'm hearing rumors and whispers that, there's maybe another plan that can get passed. But again, I've told people, don't get your hopes up. Don't go buying that car that you've been wanting since the pandemic. Because if they say no, you're going to be stuck with that bill. And right, right now, it's looking like I would, October, I think, is the repayment date. So, you know, strap in because <laughs> it's been three years. I, haven't, I forgot what paying student loans felt like. <laughs> no, for real. Like for real, for real. For real. It's about the and, and I, I get what you're saying. Like you're saying, like I finished. You're like I deserve my loans to be forgiven. I sweat and I cried over this degree. I get what you're saying. And there are other people that showed up for not the education, and they're like, "Damn, I can't pay this money back. I gotta get my credit up." I need this off my head. Right. Oh, yeah. It's giving student loan forgiveness. So it's kind of like... Mm, mm. Right. And also, too, people don't, don't realize this will cause an effect. Not, nothing, one yeah. thing I've learned since a kid, nothing is free. I don't care what it is. Someone give me an apple slice. They're going to ask for something five minutes from now. Yeah. You, know, for, you know, for that apple slice. So... Nothing is free. So, yeah, even if they do go about it, just realize it's going to make its way. It's like, you know, when you, you hear about these uh these deals on rent and whatever. They can, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll take off, you know, you know, you go to a car dealership. We'll take off $1,000 off the car. So, but then you don't realize your interest rate just tripled. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, it Crazy. always, you know, that's another thing, too. Where is that money going? They're mm -hmm. not going to just erase that money and it's going to disappear like a magic trick. No, they're going to sneak it somewhere. So inflation mm -hmm. right now is through the roof. I know yeah. gas gas in LA is almost $7. In certain areas, $8. You know, <laughs> they're going to have to make up that difference somehow. So it might yeah. be gas, groceries, rent. 
it's going to come somewhere. So I, I don't know. But I this is an important lesson for the future generations. Uh, you know, it's our duty. Well, we're still on the young side, but you know, people who have children right now and all that stuff, it's their duty to let them know, hey, this is what you signing up for when you go to college. Because a lot of people don't know. There's people in their 30s and 40s that don't know what a credit score is. No, uh, you know, so financial literacy is a huge thing. And I think that also it plays is. into mental health. That also yeah, plays into mental health. And the mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, huh? I'm, yeah, I try not to get into that. Because that's a conversation that I have with my, my partner all the time. Like, I am annoying. And I'm just like, we got to change the mindset. Because I don't got no broke bitch mindset. Yes. I came from the hood, but I don't got that mindset. That's that's just how I'm set up. Like, and I wish somebody would have sat me down and said, you know, you got work study. If you take your work study checks and put them towards your student loan, it's okay that you don't have that money. And you're not there to really have that much fun. Anyway, you're there to do your homework. Exactly. When you graduate, you don't have any student loans. When that refund come in, <laughs> put that toward your student loans. Say you don't want that in your pocket. It is very important to educate yourself. And it's very important to educate yourself so much so that everyone attached to you can be educated as well. Because my mother's biological kids, um, one of them, she went to college and she was like student loans and the whole thing and shouts to her. She got a PhD. Shorty a doctor. Ooh. Shouts to her. Money, money, money. Yeah. Boy, you know, she's still paying them loans. Yeah. She's still paying them loans. And it's just like, she knew that you sign the paper, you go to school, and a couple of years later, they can call you asking back for the money. She didn't know that there were so many preventative measures that could have been taken to avoid them phone calls from Sally Mae. Right. So, and I didn't learn that until I was like a sophomore in college. Like, you know, you got to have your work study check that you're getting from financial aid. Right. So your, your refund doesn't have to go in your pocket. It's, it's a lot of things that can be done. So, man. Yeah. You're, you're right. It's, you know, this all ties back to mental health too. Because, you know, I heard a saying before. Um, money isn't root. Money isn't the root of all evil. It's the lack of money. So you know, a lot of people. You give someone who's never had much, and I use rappers for instance because we uh-huh. see it all the time. You take somebody who's only used to making two thousand dollars a month, right? And most of that goes to rent and all that stuff. So you know, not really getting much left over, right? You take that same person and you give them, you know, you flash a million dollars in front of their face. They're going to just sign anything, you know, because they're looking at it like, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. But then you don't realize you got to pay all that back. Same it happens in the music industry, too. And a lot of people don't realize when you're taking out these loans, you know, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, you're not thinking, I got to pay this back. You're thinking, I'm about to have time, party, girls, drinking, smoking, dancing, all this good stuff until yeah, four years later. I graduate. I'm going to be making six figures because that's what y'all promising me. Exactly. By educating myself in higher education. And you working at McDonald's flipping burgers waiting to hear back from your dream job. Exactly. And that's the sad part. That's the sad part. How many people 
have these degrees and work in minimum wage jobs because the job mark job market isn't what it is. Uh, you know, now with technology, a lot of positions are being erased anyway. It's kind of hard mm-hmm. to get a job in McDonald's, which is kind of yeah. crazy because now AI, they got robots and stuff that can do most of the work. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it's crazy. And I think financial literacy is, I, I've advocated this. I had a teacher on the podcast like almost two years ago, but financial classes need to be taught, you know, so people, when they go into colleges and all this stuff, they understand the financial repercussions of it. Yeah, you want that shiny new car? <laughs> Go ahead. Just know when you <laughs> take out that loan and that interest rate and that monthly payment hits, that's that car note. Exactly. That car note, you gonna want to leave a note. Or <laughs> <laughs> no? That, that, that was cool. I like that. <laughs> okay. Now for real, you gonna and- want to leave a note. That that was cool. Mm-hmm. I like. <laughs> <laughs> to be transparent with you I didn't even know that financial literacy was a term I did not think that you could ever put financial and literacy in the same phrase and it would actually mean something I could save and change your life like, yeah. I didn't learn that term until two years ago and I really had to take my time and be like what is this how does it work and it's like damn now, I'm going to be dead ass right now. I feel like I have so much goddamn financial literacy. My nephew going to be straight by the time he's 16. You feel me? Credit to motherfucking roof. I'm excited, okay? <laughs> y'all done fucked up because y'all sold the game for free out here. Yeah. Like, But a lot of people don't have that. And I know the most common thing in the the black community and like just with minorities at least in 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 my class of the black community is like nobody teaches you how to keep your money they teach you how to make your money but they don't teach you how to keep it they don't teach you how to how to make sure you're doing everything correct it's not taught so people kind of have to make mistakes and they end up filing for bankruptcy they end up losing everything to have to bounce back from that and they're just like well nobody taught me i was learning along the way mm-hmm. i had to i had to fail i had to mess up to learn and i don't i don't want that for my nephew i don't want that for my future kids i don't want that for my future nieces and nephews right I want them to have the same understanding that somebody who didn't come from my class, a higher class, they came from a higher class. I want them to be able to have that same conversation. And it's like, oh, well, you must be from, nah, my mama, my aunt, (laughs) they are from the hood, okay? (laughs) They are from that section eight, okay? (laughs) The rich? Yeah. And it, it hurts. It's like, damn, like, then you start realizing there's just certain things that are not given, certain resources that are not given. Like, even in the textbooks at the schools, public schools and private school textbooks are completely different. Yep. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait for my oh, little yeah. king and queen. <laughs> you know, it's a conversation that that um you know it's something you you had said earlier about mental health is you know uh being in touch with yourself and, and that stuff too that's part of growth right and 
that's why so many people ask me for advice because what well first of all a lot of people think I'm in my 30s which is kind of weird but I, I can understand why I, I do come off a little more knowledgeable but old soul you've always had old soul that's one thing I can say that we know about each other. We are true. very mature. We've always been like a little, a little more elevated, a little bit more aware than our age, our our peers. So I agree with that. Yeah, I, 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 am I also? I don't know. Sometimes I do take a nap. I'm probably gonna take a nap after. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But now, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things like financial literacy. I still have family members twice my age ask me about credit scores and uh, lines of credit and all that stuff because they don't know. Uh, you know, two summers ago it was the first time um, my, my doctor mom ever you know, opened up about her childhood and the things she grew up in. And it made sense now when she opened up finally and told me about certain things. I see why she don't think the way I do because I was able to escape and learn. You know, she didn't get that chance. And, you know, your childhood and one of the things, one of the reasons why I love taking psychology and sociology um, was I got to understand the human brain. Our childhoods, what we learn as kids, you know, shape us to who we are as an adult. Now, as an adult, you can find ways to, you know, fine tune it or, you know, make your life a little easier, but it does play a part in who you become and how you look at life. And I think that's part of mental health because for her finally at the, you know, in her sixties, finally seeing how her childhood does play a part in how she is, mm -hmm. I think was a big thing for her. Now, is she going to change? Probably not. She's at the age <laughs> You know, it is what it is, what it is, but at least she had that conversation. And a lot of people don't have parents who would ever talk to them like that. You know, they will keep it, you know, closed off. They won't say nothing. Um, and they never get that, that one-on-one, -on -one, which is important. So even if me and my mom don't go out to lunch every day, at least I understand how she felt when when I was growing up like, as a kid, now okay, now that all makes sense. That mm -hmm. why she sees things the way she is. That why she acts that way. So I'm even if friend. we don't see eye to eye, you know, I love it because that 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 was how I started on my healing journey. I had to understand the people that were responsible for my childhood before I could understand myself, because I had to forgive to understand myself. And after that, I became so self-aware. Like it, it honestly was annoying. Like I was like, I'm one of those people now. Like in high school, I used to like fly off the handle and say anything. Now I'm like, are you in a position to make that comment? You've been there before. Shut up, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you are in no position to pass judgment. So it's it's. I love this saying, and it's it's gotten more common over the years. It's her story that makes your story. So That's beautiful, yeah. Because that that molds you, and it's like I mean, I grew up in the church, you know, in church, everybody. Oh yeah, I miss those yourself. days. So <laughs> I'm like, your shoes is one twenty, yes, girl. Like, and people looking at me like. <laughs> <laughs> 
You really about to spend bread on a pair of shoes? I am. Because guess what? These calves and these toes going to be looking good in them. But because I grew up around people who like to flaunt, they, they'd rather spend a little bit of extra money on how they look than what they did during the week. It, it, it broke that mentality that was, uh, I feel like being programmed in my mind. Like I was, we were, we were being raised to believe that like you can do anything, but the odds of doing anything in your favor, it's very slim to none. Oh yeah. So no. I had to break out of that and I had to envision myself in the life that I saw for myself and then break the steps that it took to get there down. And I would say I'm doing pretty well. I feel like I started late. My girlfriend say I started real young, but I feel like I started late because I feel like watching everyone else's success comes comes to the front and the forefront is like, damn, what did I not get? But I know that my process and my progress looks completely different from yours right. and vice versa. So, yeah. No, your girlfriend is, is is right. You know, it, it's everybody's journey is going to be different, right? And that's why I have mentioned social media because we're living in a society now. Everybody's judging their their way of life compared to everybody else. All right, I'm I, I'm 21. Why is Mr. Beast over here making millions of dollars and I'm still working at McDonald's? Well, yes, situation is different. He, you know, he had a whole different setup going on than you, and I think that's what's important. You know. I think you might feel that way just because you might see how other people, you know, just to backtrack a little bit. I remember having this conversation late, um, like last year when I was working, some kid used to ask me about acting and stuff. And I told him, I'm like, look, you look at these red carpet pictures, your favorite actors and all that stuff. You like, I want to be like them, but just know a lot of them started where you were too. You know, uh-huh. Terry Crews was a was a uh, he was mopping floors. He was a janitor. Some of them were homeless. Some of them was working McDonald's flipping cheeseburgers. Uh, Mark uh-huh. Wahlberg, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was working at a fast food joint. So uh-huh. everybody's journey is different. Now you might look at it now, you know, at at a young age, saying, "Oh, these guys making millions and they flying private jets." You're going to get there. Everybody's journey is different. You know, especially if you have parents who can finance your 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 journey. If you don't mm-hmm. have that, it's probably gonna be a little different. But I'm regardless, you know what I'm saying? You know, you shouldn't compare yourself. I always say this all the time because I used to do it with Odie. I was talking to Odie about that 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 day we were sitting in such a part. I used to always compare myself, not a negative thing, but I was like, man, like in high school in high school, he used to tell me all the stuff he was doing. I'm like, man, I need I, I wish I could do that. But then I remember our journeys are different. He's been doing it way before I was. So it's it's different. And I think anybody who's takes away from anything from this, live your own lane, stay in your own lane and live your own life. You know, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Do what you gotta do and focus on yourself. Am I right? Can I get an amen? Amen. I say all the time. I literally have a lyric in a song and I say their prime isn't your time and their time is not your prime so receive the journey as it comes because that 
that's the part that you talk about. You don't talk about the stuff that you get when you have it. You talk about how you got there. That's that's what these people that we love to watch on television. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about their journey. The successes we see, but the downfalls and, and the setbacks, that that's what makes the difference. So you said it. Amen. Amen. Trust your process. And you got to be able to receive your progress. Amen to that. You know. Discussions on Facebook. Anxious discussions on Facebook. Literally, this is literally what the whole page is. That's all I post. That's all I post. Are you hitting points? You want to be an admin? What's up? <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, sign me up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, this the the part, you know, like, I think this is a, a beautiful discussion. I'm going to have you on again. We're going to talk about some other stuff, too. Um, but like I said, you, you mentioned you know, Facebook group and, and all that stuff. So where, what can people expect from you on your, your YouTube channel, your socials, where people can find you? What can people look forward to when they check you out? So like we have said a million times, very huge on mental health. My channel, the next thing I will be bringing up is mental health in the Christian community. Interesting. Cause my mom is a minister. Ooh. And I didn't know that. I'm gay. Yeah, and I'm gay. So <laughs> tune in for that. If you if you want to tap into, I feel like that would be a really good conversation for us. So I'm gonna send you an email when we get done because I already have the content built out. All right. So let me okay? know. Okay. Let me so, know. Stay tuned for that. Taekwon and Becca coming real soon. Percy <laughs> and Parker. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> that ends just working on really per I don't want to say perfecting my craft but growing my craft in music and my songwriting and stuff like that. So I do have a few uh features out. Uh oh I see you. Yeah. Got a few okay. features out and um what I'll do is go on ahead and post the link to those on my link tree, which is in my heart for music uh Instagram bio and my healing with Becca YouTube channel is in my healing with becca instagram bio as well so start with grief and join the conversation and if you don't want to start with grief mike tell me i don't want to talk about this drop some topics y'all want to hear me talk about drop some topics y'all want to hear a conversation about because as much as it's for me it's for all of us exactly so i'm excited i'm excited to see where your journey takes you i'm excited to See the accolades and the respect and the 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 height that comes with everything you're doing. Good work. I appreciate that. Good work. You know it. it you know what's funny? Just last night I was sitting down. I was thinking about high school. For some reason, over the last couple of years, I've been doing that, and it's always nice to see, uh, you know, people doing well, especially you. You know, your own journey doing your own thing, you, you know, you're doing something that's very positive and life-changing. I think it, it, it's something that needs to be respected, especially as a Black woman, because, you know, like you said, it's taboo in our community, and we need more people to advocate for mental health and start the discussions and have people come on and share the experience, because unless mm -hmm. that happens, we're, nothing's going to change. It's going to be a repeated cycle of, 
you know, rinse and repeat. So, yeah. you know, it, it's crazy. 10 years, well, we would have graduated 10 years ago next, next year. year. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's crazy to see how, you know, that you're doing well, you're, you're doing your, your thing and you're killing it. You know, you're about to make a lot of money. So you will be able to afford to pay me my five grand. <laughs> but speak <laughs> it. Okay. She hey, said we're gonna play card roulette. Who's speaking? Awesome. Hey, what 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 is what I always hear this manifest what you want. I'm manifesting I want ten thousand dollars right now, but can't wait to have over one. Yes, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for you know having this platform. Absolutely. And creating this platform. Like this, this is that Percy Brown shit. What's up? He just <laughs> doing Percy shit. Any questions about it? The answer is it's Percy shit. Exactly. See, you get What's it. Up? That's the bottom line, because Rebecca says so. <laughs> you know, and if you got any questions, uh my security, my manager will reach out to you. But okay. you know, yeah, thank you. You know, I appreciate you reaching out and asking to come on because you know, like I said, my mission is always to get more diverse voices on here. Mm -hmm. And this is a subject I like I said, I have always have a lot of guys on, which is fantastic. But like I said, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners and other women who wants to hear women talking about the same things too, because it's different opinions and gotta get. Yeah, no, you just like made a light bulb go off in my head because I only have females on my channel. So you will be the first male. <laughs> I only have females on my channel. Yeah. You'll you know be what? the first man. I I'm trying Come to live a life of breaking records. You know, I'm, I'm okay. trying. <laughs> but, listen, love them, hate them, love me, hate me. You won't respect it because it's real. I, oh, amen to that. It's oh, real. my God. And with that, I, I, we can't top that off. We, we're going to leave it like that. You know, I'm going to leave uh, Rebecca's stuff in the description of this episode. Her, I hope everybody had a great time listening to it. If you made it this far, definitely, like I said, go to IMDb, type in the Prince of Fresh Air, or you could just Google the podcast. Or if you want to see this beautiful hair, you could type in Percy Brown, Google, and find it that way. I'll leave a review. Let me know your, your thoughts and your opinions. And like I said, Rebecca... You will be back on. We're gonna we have a lot more other stuff I want to talk about and cover. Uh, but like I always say, a helping hand is a better hand. It's Friday, the drinks are coming, we're pouring okay. our shots, and we get okay. the hell out of here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>